Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes. The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. It is going down here on Spotify Live as we do every Tuesday night. Uh, we are starting uh, with my shows on Tuesdays. We're going to be doing something called Rockets Roundtable. We're going to have multiple parts with multiple different people joining the show. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we've got two very, very exciting guests tonight. Um, so as soon as they hit that request to speak button, we will bring them up on stage. We will get their take on everything Houston Rockets. We've got one of those people joining the show right now. Uh, the king of Metamucil out of Sugarland, Texas. He is my father, Lewis Brown. Welcome to part one of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take, Houston Rockets Roundtable. Michael, it's a pleasure to be here for part one and part two. Well, well, you'll be here for part one. Um, (laughs) So we have another special guest, a former employee of the Houston Rockets. Uh, We'll let him introduce himself when he makes it. Uh, But we've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. This series that I'm putting together on Tuesday nights, it'll probably run for a couple weeks. My goal with doing this is I want to get different perspectives on the rocket, the state of the rockets, right? Not a state of the union, but our goal here at the Dream Shake is to put out exclusive, unique content every week for our listeners to, to chime in and give their opinions on. So uh, we'll get started. First of all, you've been a Rockets fan how long? I've been a Rockets fan before. Anybody listening on this show was born, first of all, okay? okay. So, um, you know, I was a fan back in the early to mid-70s, um, uh, leading into, you know, the late 70s when they got John Lucas and Moses Malone. They were in the finals against Boston in 81 and 86, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of tradition with this team. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of tradition. And look, man, anybody who knows you and I, or anybody who's been listening to this show, knows that my co-host, phenomenal guy, Jeremy Brenner, he's the, the analytical one. I am the fan. I talk like a fan because I am a fan. I love this team. This is my, my favorite team, I think. I would say, I think that's fair to say. Um, I love the Dolphins. I love the Astros. I love the University of Houston. But the Rockets are my team. In your opinion, the way you see things as a fan, 
where do you believe we are with this team right now? And what is your, what is your confidence level in upper level management getting this team to the promised land? Hey, before we keep going, you want to get Malia in here? I see that he's on here. He, as soon as he requests to speak, we'll bring him up on stage. God, he's got a great, shouldn't have a picture with that, Mark. Sorry. Oh my God, come on. Can you answer the question? This is live podcasting here. Oh, there he is. Let's see if we can get him. We are joined by a legend himself, I would call him. Mark Malik. Out Thanks, of uh, out of parts unknown, I think would be the best way to put it. Parts unknown, also known as Philly. <laughs> it's true that that is I did grow up outside of the Philadelphia area. That is that is a fact. Hey man, look, I don't know if you want to Got put this on your resume. I could, as they say. Well, that's fair. You are part of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Takes, Houston Rockets Roundtable Part 1. So if you'd like to add that to your resume, I would encourage you to do so. I'm updating that LinkedIn right now, Mike. Oh, my God. All right, so I'll let Dad answer this first, and then I want you to answer this. Dad, I mean, where are you fan-wise? I mean, you are the guy that as soon as they traded Harden, you turned in your tickets and said, yeah, I'm done. I want my money back. So is that still where you are on an emotional level with the well, Rockets? You know, look at the the big picture. You know, I had tickets for, you know, eight years. You and I got to go to a lot of games together. Um, I think the fact of trading Harden and blowing the team up, you know, pretty well coincided with COVID shutting everything down. And I just said, you know what, there's no need to – you know, hold on to these, you know, even though my ticket guy, you know, one Mr. Ragnar said, you know what, we'll move the money till next year. We'll give you a discount. Um, I just was was burned out on the fact that they were going to blow it up. And I just didn't see them not only getting my money, but my parking money, my food money, my merchandise money. Mark, I mean, you you used to work for the Rockets. I mean, one of the, the greatest employees, if I do say so myself, in the history of the organization. I mean, does it make you sad seeing where the Rockets are right now? I mean, just as a fan. I mean, we yeah. you're from Philly, so you're – I'm no, sure I'm you're still a Rockets fan. I mean, I, for sure. I mean, obviously, over the organization a lot, it's where I started my career. Um, you know, for me, yeah, it's, look, it's disappointing anytime your team is in a rebuild. I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. You know, Jalen Green can play. Kangoon can play. Um, you know, I, it's interesting because you look at it like, okay, if you're, if you're gonna, you're gonna tank to the top, so to speak. Um, you know, I don't think that's good for your fans. I don't think that's fun. I also understand. You know, league is a players' league. You know, they they were put in a tough spot with Harden. He left, um, but you know that environment, being in Toyota Center when those games were, you know, down to the moment. You know, in, in playoffs, you know, you can't you can't deny that energy. And um, you know, look, we're not we're not there yet. We're not we're probably not going to be there for a little while. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's disappointing, like honestly. Um, but it's, it's also part of the cycle. Dude. How much time are you talking about? Yeah, it's a good question, right? Um, <laughs> well, see, that's, that's what everybody wants to yeah. know. It's like the thing is, and 
I think the frustrating part to me is look around the league right now, right? You've got ex-Rockets in Miami, who's about to go to the second round. You had Victor Oladipo on this team. You had Daniel Tice, who's balling in Boston right now. Patrick Beverly was a Rocket. Chris Paul was a Rocket. James Harden was a Rocket. Clint Capella was a Rocket. I mean, and what, and what, now, would all those guys be Rockets today? No, but it's interesting to think about how many of those guys could still be Rockets. You know, Tillman, Tillman Fertitta gave a, a BS offer to Victor Oladipo last, you know, a couple of years ago that he was never going to take, you know, and by the way, you forgot about your guy, Garrison Matthews. Okay. I know how Lewis Brown feels about Caucasian basketball players on his team. Wait a minute. Okay. I know how he feels. But the fact really, that you left him out. Are you really whining about yes. Victor Oladipo seriously? No, I'm not whining about him, but he's, he's playing well for Miami. He's not he's a clown. clown. He's not a clown. He's not a clown. He would have been. He would have been a good player on this team this year. I don't, I don't know necessarily. I don't think he wanted to be here, though. Mike. I mean, it's not that he's no. I, yeah. I get that. I mean, that's totally fair. Um, he's a good player. There's no doubt. I mean, oh, that I'm not going to deny. He's a role player at best. He's a, he's a nice player. He would have been a nice player on this team. Sean puts in. You know, Oladipo's only playing because Butler and Lowry are injured. That's fair. Mark, where are you on Chet Holmgren? Speaking of Caucasian basketball players making their way to the NBA. Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm always a little, uh, most a little leery of the college player that everybody's like overhyping from the blue chip school. That makes sense. It does. Um, yeah, I just always, you think back to some of the. Well, he doesn't play for the University of Houston. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. sorry. You're talking about Gonzaga. I'm talking sorry. About, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about this other. Oh, schools. Understood. Yeah, the, the other we, schools. We knew you weren't the talking about the University of Texas. So no, we got that. <laughs> Please continue. Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out in the first round. <laughs> sorry. Oh, um, I love Kevin Durant. I would take him on my team in five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I I think it's 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 interesting, right? You have to start thinking about okay, who's going to fit here. What are they going to do? You know, we're, we're past the best available player, in my opinion. And look, there's a lot of hype around Chet. You know, he, he obviously had a notable year, but I don't know if he should necessarily just fall in love with the player yet. Let's see how these guys all grow out. And hopefully we have a better idea of what they're trying to do next. See, where, where do you think, if you were, take the names off the board, Mike, what type of player would you like to see Rockets draft? It's a good question. That's a very good question. See, that's why we bring you on shows like this. You should go national. Um, oh, come on, now. dude. I want to. You know what? I think at the end of the day, I want a dog. Like, I want to. I want some toughness on this team. Like, how many games did the three of us watch last year where we were just texting one another and saying this team just sucks? Like, they don't have any heart. They don't have any. Like who's the toughest guy on this team? It's a, an honest question. Who is the toughest guy on the Rockets roster right now? Uh, probably Kenyon Martin's son, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he's not outward enough with his with his actions, right? Like, think yeah. about every good team in the NBA right now. Phoenix has uh, Jay Crowder, right? Jay Crowder is a dude you do not want to mess with. Uh, Miami's got uh, a couple guys. Jimmy Butler. They've got P.J. Tucker. 
Milwaukee's got Chris Middleton. Like, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, I want a guy yeah. that's got some mad to him, you know? Like a guy who's not going to back down in a fight sort of thing. Not like a physical fight. But some guy who's got some skills. Like, my favorite guy in the draft is Jabari Smith. Paolo, I think, is a little too passive for me. Chet, I mean, you know, couldn't eat his way out of a McDonald's Happy Meal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my favorite guy is probably Jabari Smith. I mean, Dad, who do you like? I mean, if the Rockets have the number one pick in the draft, who do you want them to take? I take Smith. Yeah, I take I take Jabari Smith too. He he's six six ten, six eleven. He can hit that that uh, mid range free throws three free throw line shot. But he's he's tough inside, and I do think he's got some dog in him. You know, I think he's a competitive guy. Yeah, I think yeah, he's competitive. Absolutely. You no, know, that's. You talk about some of the guys that we've got on there now. I mean, we really do not have – I mean, you've got to figure it out. Every team that we play that has a big man, those big men end up having career nights, okay? <laughs> and you know it's bad when um, – who's the guy who looks like – the the bad guy in Superman three. Um, what team are you talking about? I don't know. He's got he's got the beard. Valen 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 Shunis. He looks by like the way from Superman three. That guy killed us. That's sixteen rebounds a game, by the way, for Valen Shunis against us. Well, that's the thing, man. Is like what I want to ask both of you because both of you are in very similar – what am I trying to say? You guys both were diehard fans at a different time of, than today's game, right? Like, yeah. you guys were diehard fans in the days of the Allen Iversons. Like, Allen Iverson would destroy this league because nobody could guard Iverson. And Iverson knew it, and, would de- and Kobe would destroy you, right? Like, are you guys of the opinion that in today's day and age – the the caliber of basketball player in this league is just different, and the Rockets are well behind that curve. Like I think they're. What am I? I'm trying to say like different is, in skill set or different sk- skill set and mindset like mentality. Yeah, I think the mentality is different. I mean, that's why Draymond, whether you like him or not, he just saw oh. so much. Oh, but you'd love to have him on your team. Like, you know, you look at Pat Beverly. I mean. Maybe we need a guy who's going to bring a Miller Lite to a press conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And I guess my question is, when did the Rockets just lose their backbone? Was it, I mean, and I can, I think I can answer that. It's since Morey left, but the just team has no energy. There's no vibe to it. That's what I see. Like there are, there are tons of Rockets fans that are optimistic and we're going to get this guy. We're going to get that guy. Nah, fam. Like, who's coming here to play basketball unless they have to? It was before more. It was before Maury left. First of all, okay. I I think the last real guy that we had on this team that gave a crap was Ron Artest. Okay. Really? Really? Yeah. Nah, I can think about you it. No, don't give no, me take Arden. What about what about CP three though? CP three cared a lot, man. Okay. And I think that I think they pushed him out. I think they pushed him out unfairly. 
Well, no, they didn't push. I think they pushed him out. They traded him because people talk about when this thing started to go downhill. You know, the scary part of it is it comes down to one trade and it was the Capella deal. Think about it. Yeah, no, you're right. You traded Capella before you traded Chris Paul, right? And I, I'm 99% sure you traded Capella before you traded Tucker or got rid of Tucker. Before you got, got rid of Capella when Westbrook was on the roster. Yeah. We, give him yeah, we ended up yeah. having Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. So you traded Paul, then you traded Capella. That, I mean, like those two moves set us back just tremendously. That's where this whole thing started. I just I, I find it really difficult to try and find a way out of this. Like I'm it, waiting for somebody to give me an outlet to how this gets better. Did Capella really set us back though seriously? Tremendously. Why? Absolutely. He has first of all, he has not played a full season in his entire career, first of all, okay? He's a nice player. He he alley-oops, he's a good rebounder, you know, he'll get you that inside bucket. But did compared to Chris Paul leaving, it's not even close. It's you not know? it's not close. But he's a guy who's averaging eleven and twelve, he's averaging eleven points and twelve rebounds, and it's and it's it's self destructive in the way that they have not had a rim protector since Capello left. You are now desperate for that rim protector. Imagine if they had. Let's just say they still had him, right? Let's say everything else happened. You maintain Capella. You have, let's say you get the number one overall pick in the draft. You draft Jabari Smith to put next to Capella. I mean, holy hell, look at that front line. That's why I'm saying it was destructive. That move itself. And don't talk, and Mark, tell me where you lie on draft picks because I hate draft picks. I think they're a waste of time, space, and energy <laughs> for the most part. I hate it. Yeah. I, I hate it. You know, it's funny. I, um, my opinion has evolved a lot on draft picks. Um, oh, here we go. I used to feel like draft picks were really important. Now I think we may all overvalue draft picks. Oh, yes! Yes! And, and because, you know, and the reason I say that is, and I, I've heard your man Jeremy say this, you know, he's, he's very pro-draft. But you can't lock up guys in bad contracts. You can't give away all your picks. But I would also say to Hoarding picks, where has that gotten OKC, right? Nowhere. What is that done? I mean, you want to have assets. Everybody goes back to the hardened trade, but here's the thing. That team wasn't that bad. Like, they were they were a team kind of vying for, like, you know, an eight spot in the West, right? Seven spot in the West when we made that trade, right? There were some pieces there. We're not there. We're not at that point. So it's not like even if you did make a big trade, if there's a big splash of trade, if you could pull it off, you know, the infrastructure isn't going to be around that player. So I do feel like and I've kind of quoted, I'll quote Ryan Rosillo on this because he talks about it a lot in his podcast. Okay. GMs love draft picks because it's job security for them. Ooh. Right. Think about that. So let me Ooh, ask you your opinion sell the dream. on the Harden trade. And I, and I, we, we already know what the answer is. Tillman, the douche, you know, money, money, didn't want to pay this guy. But 
should they not have kept Jared Allen? Oh, that's I mean, a bad move. They should have tried to make that. Okay. say that. You're going to piss off Rockets Twitter if you say that. I uh, know. I'm probably going to get hit on. Uh, you know, there's it, two L's and two E's in my last name. Um, <laughs> you know, getting rid of Levert, I get. Uh, well, I, but I don't get, first of all, Jared Allen, first of all, does he not have the best throw in the league? First of all, let's get that out there. Okay. He's got the best throw in the league. Okay. Yeah. That does count for something. Here's a shot. There's another guy that had a career night against us. Okay. You should have kept that guy and you should have paid him. I don't get, someone's got to explain to me what this, what the whole Oladipo thing was about. Can, can you can you explain that to me, Michael or Mark? It's money. It all came down to money. And it doesn't fit the fabricated timeline that that they put on these rebuilds. And when I say they, I'm talking about the front office. And you know why I call it a fabricated timeline? Because no one knows anything about how long it's going to take to build your team into a contender. Well you never know. But that's right. why you don't do yeah. it. Yeah. That's why you well, don't do it. And the fact is that Jeremy and I disagree on this, that he doesn't want to go after Jalen Brunson. Why? I have no idea. Like, the bottom line is how you escalate timelines of rebuilds is acquiring the best talent to build your team around, period, end of story. If a guy says, hey, I'm willing to come there, the Rockets shouldn't have gotten rid of Tice. They simply shouldn't have. That's what happens when you have bad coaching. You you get guys, he was misplayed. He was not put in the right position the entire time he was here. But going back to the Oladipo thing, they brought Oladipo here instead of Jared Allen because they didn't want to pay Jared Allen. That's the only plausible explanation. Unless, Mark, you yeah. have something different. No, I mean, I think, they, I think there was there's a – the fact he was an expiring contract made it um, a more desirable move for them. You know, when you think about Old Depot, and then you look at it from this perspective, if you're a, um, if you're committed to the cause of burning it down, you don't want any lingering salaries on books. I'm okay with being a active participant in the offseason when it comes to, um, signing guys, but, I think they have to be the right type of guys. I think they have to be at the right number. I don't think you give everybody the bag. Um, but you're right. I mean, you do need to try to improve the team in a lot of different ways, not just through the draft. You need is, to hit on those draft picks, though. Is okay. there another Harden move out there right now? And now just think about let me Let me yeah. say this. At the time we got Harden, I mean, the faces of the franchise – where Omer Osik and mm. Jer- Jeremy Lin, okay? The great white horse. Than that, okay? So, hey, 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 hey. Osik could play. Oh, please, play with himself. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Jeremy Lin apologist. <laughs> they, there, there is, got, you know, and it's not like we don't have, I mean, let's face it, we have a 16, a number 16 pick. We have Eric Gordon. And we got wood. If, if you stumble on someone's disgruntled player, <clears throat> Julius Randle, you know, you're, you're a couple of parts away from being a ninth seed. I mean, 
you know, Randall, Randall doesn't solve your problem. You don't have a rim protector and you don't have a point guard. Where are y'all on Mark first? Where are y'all on KPJ as the future point guard for this team? I think he's, uh, he's here for a good time. I don't think he's here for a long time. Um, personally, I mean, I think he's, he's, he's done his thing, you know, and he's been fun to watch, but I honestly don't see him being, you know, if we make this, if and when we make it the second round of the playoffs, he won't be the, uh, point guard. Dad? Okay. You know, you don't have to have a team of five all-stars, you know? Well, you could. I must be the lone person in this city who thinks that they should keep Dennis Schrader. Dennis Schrader. You would be the only person that wants them to keep Dennis Schrader because his last name is Schroeder, but that's besides the point. Oh, I'm sorry. I got I got corrected by you. That's sad. Um, <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Um, yes, but Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, if you all yeah. think about it, is yeah. is a traditional – he is your tr- a traditional point guard. He penetrates the lane. He kicks the ball out. He can finish at the rim, and he can hit an occasional three. There – you know, there's your point guard right there that you pair up with Jalen Green right there. Schrader's not going to command a a shipload of money. You know, I think that, but this is a, a veteran presence who, and if you watched, you and I unfortunately watched the games, they played well when Schrader was in there. You know, I wouldn't, I would rather have Schrader start and maybe bring KPJ off the bench, you know, or, Start them at the three. You know, if, if, you know, if you land some big, big guy in the draft and you can trade for somebody, you know, you put KPJ at the three and you got a monster at the four and a monster at the five. That's fair. Would either one of y'all fire Silas to bring in a guy like a Nate McMillan? Not Nate McMillan himself, but a guy like a Nate McMillan. Like a, they got a grizzled vet in the league coaching wise. Mark, you go first. Um, I'm not, I'm not ready to pull the plug on Silas. I don't think he's long term either, but I also look at it like as long as he's not taking away from the development of the players we have or the guys but he with is. high upside. But he is. I mean, I, I, I don't think we're quite there yet. I'm not ready to pull the plug on Silas, but. I think eventually, yeah. I, I can't see him being there long term. I think you do need a guy who's going to create a culture. That's fair. Would you swap? Would you trade Christian Wood in a number sixteen for John Collins? I would probably trade Christian Wood for um, for Lou Brown oh. and and seven bobbleheads. No, Christian Ooh, was a good player. Dog. I think I'm, I'm, Christian Wood's a good player, and he he's a player that someone like Atlanta can use for sure. Um, I just he just doesn't seem like a winning player to me, and and I hate to be like critical on the guy because I'm I'm just a guy in my uh, in my house in the burbs here, you know, and he's a professional athlete. But when you when you stop and you think about it, you know, there's a reason why he's kind of left. 
and nobody's really that upset when you've left all the different dudes he's been on. So I um I don't know, you know, I I, I think he's okay, but yeah, I mean, if a deal like that's out there, why not? This, but this, I mean, Collins and and Wood are almost like Siamese twins. Okay. No, no, they're not. I don't not. really see. First of all, you know, I am so tired. I guess I'm tired of watching this team with John Wall and Gordon. I'm tired of seeing guys sitting on the damn bench, which John Collins did a lot of this year. This year. Let's look at Memphis for a minute, okay? Let's look at that example. I love the way they play. They play, and I love the way they oh. play. And they, and they got these guys who, you know, you're not going to go out and get a jersey because they probably don't make them. But they got these guys like like Bain, and they got Dylan, and they got. Um, you want to look at a team with a bunch of dogs, Michael? Look no further. Well, they're also losing to Minnesota. They lose tonight. They're going down 3-2. Now Morant's hurt, and they're interviewing Victor Oladipo right now that just helped lead his team to the second round of the playoffs. Well, so, he had most of the year to rest. What big congrats. Well, I mean, that's fair. Um, it was the last year with us. Well, you got you got to give props to a guy in Minnesota like a Chris Finch, who you had on your in your coaching uh, carousel, if you will. Um and they didn't retain him. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, Mark, didn't they have Nick Nurse as a part of their coaching? He was in the, the D-League. He was the, yeah, the D-League coach. He yeah, was, uh, he was a part of the Rockets yeah. coaching tree. So let's think about that real quick. So you've got Chris Finch, Nick Nurse, who's won an NBA title, and all that talent we talked about before. I mean, if they could just bring all that talent back, they would be a pretty damn good team. I just thought about that. Okay, okay. But seriously, you know, you want to talk about, you know, all that talent. Okay, for okay, Ariza, Ariza's done. Okay, for, forget Ariza. Okay, Capella. Okay. Oh, I forgot about uh, Covington. Lou Williams in the league. Man, Rockets okay. legend. Covington. Okay, Covington. No, Harden is fat and out of shape. I mean, if you really think about it. What, what who, would you really, why, who would you really want to bring back from from four or five years ago? Seriously, think Paul, about it. Paul Harden, Capella, Tucker. Oh God, I'd bring back all those guys. I mean, let me ask you. Let me Tucker, wait, 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 wait. Martin Maldonado. That's what Tucker is. You know, he he gets he gets hits a shot. Is he tough? Yeah. Is he a good defender? Yeah. You know, but. It's you need more than that. He's a good player on a team that doesn't need him to put up a lot of points. Yeah, he never has to be great. Well, Miami, the, but but Miami doesn't need. I mean, I'm kidding about bringing the talent back. Let's stay in the here and now. Tucker, not Tucker. Uh, why do you have an animosity towards Harden, Dad? What, what's the deal? It's and not an animosity, but I. I, I oh, it is animosity. No, I can feel it. I read this art, this interesting article today where basically it, the guy put us on his back and on the map. He made us a relevant team again. We had the best eight years of, jo- of James Harden's career. Okay. There's no, no question about it. The guy's an MVP. He carried this team. 
But, you know, I look at the way he conducted himself, where he wind his way out. He got over to Brooklyn. He somehow pissed off Durant. He showed up out of shape. He wind his way out again this year so he could go back to his his, you know, bromance, Daryl Morey. And he's he just does not. He's just not there anymore. He, he's not the youth. They keep calling. Where's the Houston Harden? Where's the used? It's not there anymore. It's not Mark, there anymore. Mark, it's where not an you? animosity. I think the way he handled his business was was Bush. Mark, as a born in Philadelphia, how did it start uh, in West Philadelphia? You were born and raised on the no, playground is where you spent most of your days. <laughs> I mean, where are you with? I mean, you're an Eagles fan. I mean, I think you root for the Sixers to a certain extent. Yeah, I do. I do quietly, yeah. Philadelphia uh, is up 3-2. Why are people acting like the series for Philadelphia is over and Harden choked and all this stuff? They're up 3-2. They're going to be fine. I think it's just the history. You know, I mean, look, I got you through it. Um, you know, I think there's always that fear if Embiid comes down too hard and he has to come out of that game, who's, who's going to take that shot, right? Who's going to put him on their back? And you know, what's tough about Harden, and I, I do feel for you, Luke, because you're right. I just wish it would have been handled a little differently. Um, look, I used to tell people all the time, you're not going to want to watch this team when they blow it up because it's easy to blame James when things go wrong, but he's more times than not the reason we win and we're in the position we're in. Um, but yeah, I wish you would have handled it with a little more, you know, dignity and class. Um, you know, obviously he, uh, he moved on from Brooklyn, um, you know, under, under kind of murky circumstances again. I mean, I think for me though, you know, the good outweighs the bad. And that's what I think, you know, um, you know, when I'm watching this team, we're getting you know, blown out by, on a random night by Charlotte. I go, man, I sure miss James tonight. <laughs> oh, oh so, God, it hurts. It hurts yeah. so much. Um, last question of the night. Give me your NBA Finals champion, each of you. Mark, go first. Man, put me on the spot. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Sixers. Uh, I think I think they're gonna figure it out. I think Harden's gonna figure it out. I think he'll have a have a couple big nights, and I think you know Embiid will just continue to do what he's doing. I mean, I think it'll be a hard fought way there, but I think they'll pull it out. Is uh, Joel Embiid this era's uh, Kelvin Cato? Um, what? I mean, dominant man. big man, give him that you know massive contract too. You know, Kelvin Cato's the ball. I think each of you are selling them a little short. Yeah, the, the next time Kelvin Cato hits a turnaround three with nine with nine tenths of a second left to win a playoff game will be the first time ever. The disrespect to Kelvin Cato is so real, though, because on Basketball Reference, they don't even have a picture of him playing. That's pretty sad. That, that's, that's a low point. That's such d- disrespect. Strumile Swift probably has a picture. Oh, what a name. Dad, who's the most incons- like random rocket you can name? Go. 
Just random rocket right off the top. Not a superstar, just random rocket. Bryce Drew. Oh, what? What, Vanderbilt's own? No, come on. You got to come up with a better one than that. Vanderbilt's own? I think he went to Valparaiso, didn't he? Where did Bryce Drew go to to college? Bryce Drew. Oh, he's a head coach at Grand Canyon. Uh, I don't know. Mark, give me the most inconspicuous rocket you can name ever. Oh, man. Let me think. Well, while you think of one, I'm going to go with... What about about Green, the kid who had um, the greatest uh, summer league game of all time? And they traded him for our test? Yes, he was part of the... He was the centerpiece of the our test trade. How about Derek Chivas? How about Derek Chivas? I see a Derek Chivas and I raise you an Othella Harrington. Oh, I like Othella Harrington. I like Othella Harrington. Can I interest either one of you in a Walt Williams, perhaps? Oh, are you kidding? Sweet shot from the corner. Are you kidding? Can I upgrade either one of you to the greatest ball handler of all time, Mr. Bob Sura? Bobby Sura. I like Bob Sura. Uh, can I interest either one of you in a – I'm trying to think. Spinulis, man. Oh, Vanilla Spinulis. The, the, the Greek T-Mac. Oh, oh man, what a name. Oh, greatest rocket of all time that never was, Royce White. Huh. You know, that Spinula, who is the guy, Mark, that every oh, year, Ryan every Bowen. year we're trying to bring over? The guy must be, what, 39 by now? Ser- Sergio Yule. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's like one of the best European players, right? Like, it was like the joke that Daryl would say it every year going into training camp. We're getting close this year. In a game, in a game of one-on-one, prime James Harden versus prime Ryan Bowen. Who are y'all taking and why? Bowen's gonna make me do this, man. Bowen, come on, he's a wild card. (laughs) There's no way that there's no way that Ryan Bowen's not living in suburbia America selling insurance today. Is that correct? Like, what is he doing right now, Ryan Bowen? Career average, 2.5 points and two rebounds. He was a two-and-two two guy. What a guy. He shot 20.6% from three. He had a okay. decent NBA career. Okay, one more question to Mark and Michael. Yes. Not including Harden, what's the worst trade they've ever made? Ever? That Of your lifetime. That's a good one. I mean, there's not that many really bad Rockets trades. Like, if you stop and you think about it, where it was like, wow, that really set the franchise back. Um, mm. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good question. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, hmm. I mean, that Capella I, for Covington was pretty bad. When you stop and you think about it now. I mean, the McGrady deal? The McGrady deal oh, wasn't bad, though. To but, New you York. Never, but you never won anything with McGrady. That was the thing. Like, you never did jack squat with McGrady. You never won anything with Barkley either, and you gutted your team for that, too. Yeah, the Barkley deal's probably... Yeah, but the Barkley deal, you got to a Western Conference Finals because of yeah, that deal. You did. Like, that's at least worth it. I, in my opinion, and it, the verdict is out the worst 
trade they've ever made, I think you have to go with the Harden deal because you don't know yet. But what you got in return for him was just hot dog water. It was just bad. That's an interesting question. I think I have to dive a little deeper into yeah, that. That one is kind of tough, but I, I will say this, though. Ooh, Moses Malone to the Sixers? I well, think he, but, but, but that was there? a deal. That was a deal that, you know, he had already done. I mean, he carried this team and he was, he wanted to win. And see, that's something this team has always done. This team has always done right by these guys, you know. And, um, you know, that was a trade. If, you know, if things would have worked out, that was a trade that ended up getting you Ralph Sampson. That's fair. Uh, before you we end the show. Oh, what about, what about Jefferson uh, draft night for Griffin? Ooh, Eddie Griffin, rest in peace. Yeah, RIP. Sad, but, you know. Yeah. Man. That one didn't what? really pan out. Well, that or uh, the Rudy Gay deal. The draft, drafting Rudy Gay and then trading him on the night of the – where they trade? They traded him for – what was it? Shane Battier. Oh, God. Duke's own Shane Battier. Although I think Battier didn't get enough love as a rocket. I mean, the dude was he just was flat out too. tough. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was – Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I, I would agree with you. I think people are a little rough on Battier. Uh, top 10 bald head of all time. That thing was shiny. Dad, before we wrap up, who wins the NBA Finals? Okay, two caveats. If Devin Booker, come, Devin Booker comes back, Phoenix is winning it. If not, Milwaukee's winning it. Ooh, I like the Milwaukee pick. Middleton's got to get healthy, though. You know, they got to get by Alex Caruso, who's putting up like four points and two assists per game in the, you know, against Chicago. So you know, don't don't start with the Alex Caruso stuff. You know what happened last time? Yeah, that's true. I you know that, we're man. both forgetting about probably God. the hottest team in the league right now, which is Boston. Oh, Boston, Boston, Boston is really they're putting something together. I, I would agree. People are sleeping on them. You want to talk about a team just full of dogs? Tatum, Brown. Yeah, but you know what? They don't do any they of this without those guys. Think about it that way, right? Mark I mean, that's smart. Guys. Well, that, that's, that's fair. But they don't, but let's all be on the same page. They don't do any of this without Daniel Tice. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, you know, there, there's always that, that missing piece, right? Well, I, the emotional leader. Living without emotion, emotional leader. Line of the night. He's a great player. What was the guy they traded for him? He, Enos, God bless America. What was his name? Enos. Okay. Enos. Free, well, no, his name's not Cantor. Freedom. Grizzlies have taken a lead over Minnesota, 107-106. Um, hey, y'all, uh, this was fun. We should do this again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Malie, you're all, you're awesome. I, I, um, Got to get together. I want to see the kids before they get to college. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I'll do what I can. I mean, they're uh, – they're crazy people. They're basically animals. Mm. All right. We'll figure this out in the group chat. Appreciate I appreciate it. y'all coming up on uh, luck, short guys. notice. Michael. All right. Have a thanks, good one. Sir. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Malie. Have a good one. Bye. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. Major shout out to Mark Malie, Pops Brown coming on. Part one of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take, Houston Rockets Roundtable, part one. Uh, we will be back, or excuse me, we will be live, programming note, we will be live on the Dream Shakes Twitter page and Facebook page this Thursday, 6.30 p.m. 
I have the awesome pleasure of being joined by the PA announcer for uh, the Houston Rockets, Mr. Jonathan Sanford. Uh, so make sure to check out that episode. You guys will not want to miss this show. 6.30 p.m. Dream Shake Twitter page, Dream Shake Facebook page. On that note, if you guys would like to give the mothership of the Dream Take a follow, search Dream Shake SBN on Twitter. Search the Dream Take on Twitter to give us a follow. You can follow my co-pilot, Mr. Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner on Twitter. I am at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Thank you all so much for joining us here on Spotify Live. Once again, Thursday night, co-host Jonathan Samford, PA announcer for the Houston Rockets. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.